Zelda's face ends up on the floor anyway. So Zelda's face has to guide faceless Zelda to find her own face. And then when she comes back into, um, you know, normal realm to uh, the Spellman house, it's not actually, there's not actually any evidence of it. It's just Beth Broderick as she normally is. But Sabrina tells her. Oh no, there was a bit of prosthetic. Oh, was there a bit of prosthetic? Yeah, 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 I didn't yes. see any. Uh, yeah, that you've got some skin hanging off your face. And she's so normal. I said, oh, there's a bit of your cheek hanging off. And it is, and it's horrible. It's like this. I mean, what would have been scary is if her face was upside down, but I don't know. No, what would have been scary is if it goes, oh, a bit of your cheeks uh, coming off there. And... And welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three cohesive and collaborative compadres review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, I'm your host and your guide through this magical adventure, but I am not alone as I'm joined by two other cohesive and collaborative compadres. To my left is Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Well, hey there. How are you, my friend? I'm uh, very good, thank you. Um, I... Definitely uh, got my chuckle on during this episode. So indeed, it's a good episode, continuing the the nice sort of good strong start that we've had to this season so far. Uh, let's see if the man to my right shares that same view. Hello, Chris Evans. Hola, amigos. Hello. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. How are you? Good, good. Did you share the same sort of little thoughts of, uh, of Graham? I'm not going to lie. Wasn't paying attention to that, thinking about what to say. <laughs> I will leave your uh, your opinion of this episode as a surprise then. So we are up to episode 5 of our second season. This one is entitled A Doll's Story. In this episode, Sabrina is transformed into a doll by her evil cousin Amanda. And she has to live life for a little bit, only a little bit mind, as a doll. So, um, did we enjoy this episode? Well, going first, what? Fuck you, Phil. <laughs> So did we enjoy this episode? Chris, I'll come to you first. No, you've done it now! <laughs> you've gone and made a big mistake. Um, uh, so this episode, uh, Graham, did you enjoy it? I very much enjoyed it. I thought, you know, it was a thing that had the potential to be just annoying and, and shit, but to be honest, when they have like a sort of a crazy concept that wouldn't happen in real life to play with, they usually knock it out of the park. You know, when somebody goes to the other realm or when somebody comes from the other realm and makes something wacky happen it's usually the best episodes to be yes, honest yeah. like yeah we, we've learned that some of even like the simplest concepts done as stupidly and crazily as possible is off you know often makes a good yeah. result for this show which is good so Chris did yeah. you enjoy this episode about being a doll yes I did as someone who has played with dolls before uh, I think they represented an accurate portrayal of how dolls would feel if they were alive indeed because yeah, we meet a few of Amanda's toys in this box obviously um We've got a couple of dolls. We've got like a Barbie doll, which is a returning Donna to Erico. We've got a, uh, a teddy bear. We've got a superhero, and we've got Sabrina as the doll. Would have liked an Action Man cameo, though. I think that would have been... Uh... Uh, or a G.I. Joe cameo, of um, course, to yeah, make it uh, region-appropriate. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think that would have been fun. But yeah, we've, we, we get to meet a uh, crazy bunch of characters. And uh, on the side of this as well, we've got Hilda and Zelda going to a spa. Mm. So tasty manicures are in the process there. So Tasty manicures? Tasty manicures! <laughs> I was going to say tasty, and then I went, the first one that came to my head was manicures. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Tasty Manic? No, it's... No, it's <laughs> I don't know I, what you'd say. I, I, no, yeah, it's I don't like, know what you'd say. Oh, a spa, you know. Just it's not... Uh, <laughs> oh, you know. Going to the spa this weekend. Oh, Tasty Manic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go, going for a spa weekend. Ooh, Tasty Cucumber Eye Patches. <laughs> you can tell they don't script these beginnings. They're just words come out. Sometimes they make sense. If they do, print it. Uh, so the, uh, they they say, never make sense and we still print it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, so boys, are we ready to crack up in this episode? Crack up in this episode? Yes, I'm ready to crack up in this episode. We crack up in every episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and... Noticeably aggressive this morning. <laughs> so, the episode opens up with Hilda very noisily slurping her cereal and Zelda losing her shit. Only for Hilda to lose her shit over Zelda's noisy typing. And already you suggested a uh, a means for our That's So 90s. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Zelda's, like, bulky laptop before and how hilarious it is that, you know, a computer which probably couldn't really do that much was so enormous uh, back then. But uh, what uh, drew my attention this time around... Um, I don't know if it's been the case throughout the show or just uh, just on this occasion, but the, the, the brand, the manufacturer of Zelda's laptop is Compaq. C-O-M-P-A-Q. And the only times you ever saw these outside of homes is schools. It was pretty much like, in particularly ours, didn't they were like a school's Yeah, our schools were like Compaq computers. I think they were sort of merged into... HP, Hewlett Packard, at some point in the early 2000s. So very much a 90s brand. Didn't exist much beyond the 20th century. Mm. So yeah, Compaq is this week's That's So 90s. I mean, we've talked about computers before and stuff because I said I've had a, I had a tiny computer, which yes. was obviously very off the time, very turn of the uh, the millennium there. Um, and we've yeah, talked about great lengths about ones, but I've never... Yeah, I've, Never sort of used a, a compact really outside of of school, so I I recognise it as just as a childhood thing really. So a thing of the I don't yeah. I don't even think I've ever I didn't even know that they might have been around. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't I have no recollection of using a compact. Yeah, I think yeah, most of our school computers I think were compacts. So you probably have. Uh, yeah, I just they, never registered. They were the shirt sponsor of Queens Park Rangers during the nineties, <laughs> and also the Williams Formula One team. So oh, yeah, wow. Well, yeah. Oh, uh, so they did all right for themselves. They, yeah, they, they were a pretty big brand, but then HP were like yoink, and then that was the end of that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they then viciously compete with each other about who makes the most annoying sound. It's Hilda with the nail file, followed by Zelda with the car alarm. Oh, but then Hilda hits back with the squeaky balloon, and Zelda wins with Salem on the chalkboard. Well, she doesn't quite get him to the chalkboard. She's carrying him towards it. Salem is protesting vehemently, but not the actual cat, who, as usual, is extremely well behaved. Yes. And everyone's like, okay, you've made your point. Yeah, yeah I mean, that. Uh, it was only inevitable that the chalkboard was going to come out. Yes. But at the same time, Graham, you've picked up on something. That cat, extremely well behaved. We say it a lot, but just forewarning, there is a lot in this episode yeah, yeah. with that cat. <laughs> yeah. And if that's the start... Wow. Things can only yeah. go up from here, can't they, with this cat? Non-mechanical Salem, the real cat, with a real arsehole, um, <laughs> gets a lot of outings in this episode. <laughs> it does indeed. Um, yeah, so obviously we almost got Salem on the chalkboard. Uh, just quickly, is, is there any particular noises that really sort of really grate you? Because we winced a little bit at the idea of uh, cat claws down the Yeah, the we, we, we winced, but I wouldn't say other than, I don't know, your voice from time to time. Nothing oh, really goes through. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Shots fired. Um, a, a coin on a wooden table and your voice. 
Oh, I'd have to take my voice as well sometimes. <laughs> I'm the one who edits it every week. True. <laughs> yep. uh, Sabrina slurps her drink and everyone wants to kill her. So ultimately, I guess that's the most annoying noise, slurping of a drink. No, no, no. I think it was just the sheer fact that tension had risen so far and then Sabrina was the one that said, all right, stop it. So Sabrina being the adult of the situation yeah. and then turns around and then makes an annoying noise. Yeah. Hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. exactly. If only she'd heard me speak. Maybe she'd share the same thoughts as you guys. Um, so in the titles, Sabrina is dressed as a peanut. Yeah. yeah. And she says, I'm such a nut. Factually correct. Fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We'll gloss over that. <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've addressed everything we needed to there, yes. Yeah. yeah. She did a little dance as well. That was nice. Something it's like if she was just dressed normally and just turned to Kevin and said, I'm a young woman. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> that is true. We're satisfied. Let's move on. God, if there's anything I love more than a joke, it's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's if it's got, got visual evidence yeah. supporting it as well. <laughs> correct (laughs) we're still at the Spellman's house and we join the ladies as they're packing their bags those ladies being Hilda and Zelda because after five centuries living together they're really starting to annoy each other so they need a little time apart then something that sort of our ears pricked up about this and we were very excited about talking about this particularly you Graeme is Hilda says we haven't bickered this much since we picked opposite sides in the civil war now <laughs> now now what was the civil war about guys I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with um slavery yeah that's sort of a uh, kind of like simple reason but more or less came down as far as I'm aware to the fact that uh, the southern states whose economy was built around slavery wanted slavery to continue the northern states did not um, and the, so so they went to war over the south's right to treat black people as property so one of Hilda and Zelda agreed with that position <laughs> I'm just gonna I, I, I need to just for clarification Graham um which of the Spellman sisters do we believe was fighting for the South? Yeah, because we, we don't want any defamation of no, character, no, of do course we? Not. No, of course not. No, well, we, we don't know. We in were... our opinion. In, in, in our opinion. It's Hilda, in it? <laughs> it's absolutely It's got to be! What the hell? Yeah. Oh. Man, I mean, oh. I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure there's listeners, especially our stateside listeners, sort of uh, disagreeing with how we define what the Civil War is about. But so, so if you know more about us, which you no doubt do, then uh, yeah, get in touch. But I think you, I think we'll all agree on globally agree on that it's definitely Hilda that was on the yeah uh, yeah the, the on side the, yeah on, on, was a bit was more it radical. Confederates the Confederates yeah, the Confederacy yeah I can't believe they went there. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was such a throwaway line as yeah, well. It was, yeah. There was laughter going, hmm, okay. Yeah, I suppose, you know, it's, it, I'm sure it was quite innocent on the writer's part. They were just sort of like, well, what's what's a big sort of historical thing that they would have lived through that they could have disagreed on? Well, there's nothing bigger in America than the Civil War, but... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, we know that they were over in Europe at one time or another. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Could have, could, have been, could have been anything. Could have been... Uh, Hannibal marching over the mountains. Could have been Napoleon. Could have been the War of the Roses. Nobody gives a shit about that anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the Civil War still provokes great controversy and debate in America today. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least you could say that enough time has passed to at least be able to make jokes about it. I guess, but it is legacy sort of rumbles on and everyone... When everyone thinks about 
But, you know, however sort of simplistic an interpretation as it may be, whenever he thinks about the two different sides of the Civil War, it's the slavery is okay side and the slavery is not okay side. It's not that simple, but that's how people think of it. So yeah, That's uh, how yeah. I think of it. So, yeah, after five centuries of living each other, uh, Hilda and Zelda have decided that they want to uh, sort of have a little bit of time apart, a little bit of a rest. Uh, it turns out that they're both going to the same spa because of a two-for-one special that they couldn't pass up on. <laughs> But they have separate rooms and they vow to not bump into each other. They said they, they will never bump into each other. They're not going to even see each other, smell each other, hear each other. So obviously that's not going to happen, is yeah, it? Yeah, well... Little, ne- little spa, man. not yeah. really that big. No, I mean, yeah. you know, whenever you go somewhere and you know someone else that you know is going there and then you go, no, 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 I don't want to bump into them, you inevitably yeah. bump into them every fucking day. So it's all like massive music festival, you know one other person is there, don't want to bump into them. You do. That's exactly what you yeah. do. <laughs> so just then, the phone rings, and it's Cousin Marigold. Remember her? She was the, the stuck-up witch. Who oh, was... the one from the, the massive elevator, with... and then we had this party, and then it turned out her life was a, a lie. Yeah, yeah, car- yeah cardboard she... cut-out husband. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she had a cardboard yeah. husband, yeah. Oh, really obsessed with the south of fucking France. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. God, Chris, sort of calm down. Don't, yeah. want, to, don't want to get angry this early on. <laughs> so Cousin Marigold is on the phone because she wants Hilda and Zelda to babysit bratty little shitbag Amanda. God, remember her. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, horrible. she's the one that shrinks people's and put them in a jar. Yes. Who's got the cardboard dad? Oh, who's yeah. got the cardboard dad? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 If I had a cardboard dad, I'd have a bad attitude as well. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on a tick. They're the ones that had the uh, the cat that got absolutely wanked on catnip. Oh, yes, yes that's right. That's uh, the uh, milady. Yeah, yeah. Milady. Yeah. Yes, because who would have thought someone called me Lady would get high on something that would resemble cocaine? <laughs> so Hilda and Zelda have been asked to babysit uh, Amanda, but they're going away, so obviously they can't do it. So they offer Sabrina $100 to do the job instead. Sabrina obviously wants the cash, but Zelda tells her it's not worth it. Sabrina says, how hard can it be babysitting a nine-year-old? What can possibly go wrong? It's the, yeah, it, it's the Jeremy Clarkson equi- equivalent of, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the reason why she says it could be very, very dangerous is because Amanda is a full witch. Yes. Uh, it's funny because we, um, I mean, I think they're sort of retrospectively explaining why she can do magic as a child and Sabrina can't. But Yeah, we, we had a problem with that, didn't we? We had to think, like, oh, why, yeah. why can this little girl do magic? Apparently it's because she's a full witch and she lives in the other realm, so I guess it's only half witches, or at least witches in the because, mortal realm. Well, yeah, well, I guess sort of witches in the in the other realm are kind of go to witch school, I guess. Yeah, so I, I guess. guess. They're, they're taught magic. Because similar to like Harry Potter, obviously, we, we know. Yeah, same, 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 same yeah. So they obviously they learn how to use their magic. So I guess it's probably similar to, to that. Oh, okay. So, so half witches have to wait until the age of 16. Full witches, uh, as soon as they can walk. I, I guess it could be... Like they accidentally do a spell when they're a baby, when they sneeze or something. Mm. Yeah. yeah, turn the dad's head into a banana. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like into turn the dad into cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless, that Sabrina says that she wants to do this job, and oh, she wants hundred dollars. She says, "How hard can it be?" Yeah, but H- Hilda said that she wouldn't do it for less than a grand. That's an and I'm like, "Yes, Hilda." <laughs> yeah, Hilda's Hilda's uh, sort of materialism uh, rearing its head again. But to be honest. I would want at least a grand to put up with uh, this piece of work who uh, we're going to uh, be reacquainted with shortly. Yeah. Tell you what, could, the only thing that could have made Amanda worse... What? If she was brought up by Pete and Sheila. Oh, oh God, God, yeah. Oh, Bloody hell. Yeah. Marigold is definitely the third worst parent <laughs> in the witchy realm <laughs> after Pete and Sheila. <laughs> 
So just as the Spellman gals are about to leave, the linen closet flashes, and it's a stewardess from Other Realm Air to drop off Amanda with Sabrina. However, when asked about whether she was much trouble on the way, the stewardess says she'll be retiring. <laughs> Best line from an extra on the show ever. This stewardess has two lines. One of them is laugh out loud hilarious. That's the best hit rate of any character. <laughs> it's so, like, her... She's got such a serious stoned face. Yeah. And she... Um, she just delivers the line absolutely perfectly. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm retiring. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, it was amazing. Great. <laughs> totally worth it. So, yeah, so obviously she's been an absolute terror on uh, on the way to the uh, the other realm. Well, sorry, the real realm. Amanda wheels her toy box into Sabrina's bedroom, but dumps it to play with the Kinkle family heirloom, which she breaks without any remorse. Sabrina's I, been given, like, yeah, like a, 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 a treasure a, of the Kinkle yeah, family? A, a, shall we call it a trinket? A yeah. trinket, yeah. yeah. Kinkle trinket. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, they have, they have like an air war with their, their magic, don't they, over this uh, thing. And inevitably, when these tussles occur, it ends up dropping and smashing. Oh, and I, I, I had an issue with this entire segment. Yes. You know, um, Amanda's there going, oh, I want to play with that. And Sabrina goes, no, that's a Kinkle family heirloom. But rather than having that conversation going, no, 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 you can't play with it. Sabrina straight up goes and snatches it. So in my opinion, I'm on Amanda's side on this one. Oh, okay. if she what if if she downplayed how important that no, was? No, 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 not downplayed how it say still saying how important it was. It was just the snatch. Okay, she went straight for it rather than it wait for Amanda to be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In terms of from like a a, a caring parenting standpoint, wrong move, Sabs. Excellent. And if you want to read more excerpts of Chris's parenting book, it's... When's it, when's it out, Chris? Uh, it's out uh, on uh, Never the Fucking Ever <laughs> Anytime. Amanda says that she also wants to play with Salem, but he's too small, so she transforms in, into, like, a, a panther. Yeah, well, yeah, a big cat, a jaguar or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they... I don't know, they got a jaguar? Uh, no, it's, it's a real. panther, mate. Yeah. It was a panther, panther, yeah. But it's real... This panther is real. Yeah. Um, and it's... I don't know if it was actually sat on the bed, but either way, they, they got a Jaguar and filmed it for a, a few seconds just for this gag. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you've seen how they do the... How they used to do the MGM line, haven't you? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah, they used to tie the line down. Yeah, and then yeah. they just go... Get, get me out of this. Yeah. Get me out of this Pretty shit. Much. And they're like, but yeah, no, we've got our right. ident. But, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but boom, you know, panther on a bed. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So obviously panicked because uh, Salem is now this uh, this big panther. She transforms him back into normal, and uh, yeah, Salem is kind of confused. He says, "I really wanted to eat you. I feel so cheap." <laughs> well, no, he's just been turned into a panther, and that's what panthers do. They just you know? eat. They just eat, so he well, has no remorse. So hang on a moment. So if Salem gets turned into any any other thing or animal, does that mean he takes on the attributes of said animal because he got turned into a panther and immediately wanted to hunt and kill human beings yeah he wasn't salem was he no no mm. Ooh. So that's a dangerous dangerous territory there yeah yeah not all panthers hashtag not all panthers <laughs> um so if we, we want to eat humans though some some panthers of course rescue um small infants and uh, take them to wolves to be raised they do as we saw yes. in the popular documentary the jungle book yeah so uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and, uh, and they talk like Sebastian Cabot, and they're, they're just they're just lovable, aren't they? Yeah, so, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So Salem cries, and Hilda and Zelda arrive at the spa, celestial bodies, it's called, and they are greeted by a hunk and some of the apparently seaweediest seaweed juice they'll ever drink. Now, as someone who has uh, eaten seaweed, I'm sure we all have. You've been to. I don't think I ever have actually. Haven't you? No. Just because you the, get it in a the concept of eating seaweed is so unappealing. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you get it in a Chinese, like, crunchy. You know? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've got those seaweed crisps now as well. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So we've all tried seaweed probably in some in manner. Some form, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fucking disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. <laughs> Especially if you're just chewing it off the shore of oh, the beach. Oh, yeah. Wait, who the fuck does that? Children. <laughs> and seagulls. I guess seagulls. Yeah, 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 seagulls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just quickly, the the hunk uh, would it uh, would it surprise you that he is starred in sort of softcore porn? Um, um, no, based on previous hunky guest stars, no. Uh, would it surprise you if this uh, softcore erotic porn film uh, starred Gary Busey? <laughs> what? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> Gary Busey? <laughs> now that is a specific fetish. <laughs> Who the fuck wants to see Gary Busey in softcore porn? How old was Gary Busey at the time? I don't know, this film was about ten years ago. Um, ten, wait, ten years from yeah. this day? Yeah, 2007. I, I'm, it's called Succubus Hellbent. Wow. With Gary Busey! <laughs> Gary Busey's face was somebody's scrotum double. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is more believable. <laughs> Oh, it's funny, Chris was squeezing my leg thinking he was in that porn film with Beth Brunson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got excited, and then you said Gary Busey, and I flipped the fuck out. (laughs) Now I'm excited. Uh, So they drink this seaweed juice, and they're welcomed into the spa. He checks them into their room. Yes, not rooms. As he assumed by Spellman for two, they were married, which Zelda claims is so wrong, it's lawsuit wrong. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, you know, Congrats on the uh, the other realm. Forward thinking. Lesbians. No worries. Well, I mean, they didn't necessarily have to put down what sex they were, but you just assumed no, no, no. they yeah, were but, a happy married in front, in front of him. Oh, of course, yes. You know, yeah. two, two women. So, oh, we just thought it, you, you guys were a couple. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I thought you were an alternative couple as, uh, as, 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 as Yeah, so well, well done, well done, porn man. You were, <laughs> you were very tolerant. So, yeah, well yeah. so, but I mean, it's regardless whether that they've got rooms or room, apparently the one that they've been uh, assigned is next to the ice machine, which is... Handy for... I mean, that's pretty nice. Good, good, good for ice. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, back home, and Amanda is killing Sabrina at checkers, as well as every other game that evening. She tries to make her watch TV, but instead she becomes the TV programme and just yells at her. Suddenly the doorbell goes, and it's Valerie, telling Sabs that she's just been invited to a party. Well... She says, at 7pm, Sabrina says, well, I wasn't exactly invited, but people saw me hear about it and didn't warn me to keep away. The sheer tragedy of this young lady's existence deepens (laughs) each time we see her and we get more of it before she leaves in this episode. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm not quite following Valerie's character in this at all, other than she's there just to be a little more tragic than Sabrina. Yeah, yeah, other than, yeah, that's it. She's the one we go... Aww. At the same time, though, you're supposed to be like, ha! Your life's terrible! <laughs> yeah, well, so, uh... yeah, she. Her, her, the plot device of Valerie is to make it look like Sabrina's life isn't that bad. Yeah, but yeah. Valerie's character is a, is a particular one. We haven't had. She hasn't been featured, like, hugely as much as, you know, some other characters that we've had. But her. Only based off a few things do we kind of have a really sort of deep understanding of what her character's like. Yeah, basically, she is 
I mean, she's not. She's unlucky in love, but not in like oh, unlucky in love. Like in terms of drastic measures, she's yeah. I mean, tragic. <laughs> yeah, she's a really nice girl, though. Evidently, very sort of like insecure and sure of herself, petrified that nobody actually likes her and she's going to be alone. But it sounds like she's had a lot of reinforcement to that end, to which mm. you can't really blame her for being so uh, I, I, worried. I, I feel like she's got abandonment issues. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. But she's a good relatable character because of how, how is she how, relatable? As in terms of how worried she is about. Fitting in. She's, she's not relate. She's not relatable, but she's sympathetic. So, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, yeah. The, that's the right word for it, really. Yeah. So yeah, she's, she's, she's a good, deep, sympathetic character that we've had, and um, yeah, we get another uh, side to her in our next episode. So we'll oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. We'll see cool. about that. Yeah. Back at the spa, and the girls check into their room. Hilda obviously goes straight to the mini bar, which is a literal mini bar. Yes, I, I really enjoyed this, and I want it in every hotel ever now. <laughs> it's it's a little mini bar with it with a man about you know operating a personal tailored bar inside this little fridge. Wonderful. It's great. I think you both went. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I, 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 it's to the point that I kind of want that in in a house. I want that. I, I just want it. I want it everywhere. That is like that's the dream. It's that's the dream, Jar. That's that's the dream. That's that is my entire life's goal. Learn how to shrink human beings. Create a miniature bar and have it in my house. So they uh, so they get a drink. Well. Hilda gets a drink from the uh, the mini bar. They start to book their spa treatments, but it just so happens that they annoyingly want the same treatments, causing them both to bicker further. No, 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 no. You're getting that wrong, Phil. They don't both want the same treatments. Zelda says what treatment she wants, and Hilda copies her. Yeah, Hilda but... cannot stand being on her own. She she needs that 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 connection with her sister. I can tell you now. As you should be able to as well. You've got a younger brother. I've got a younger brother. You've got a younger sister. I've got an older sister. You know, if one of you goes, "Oh, I want to do that," the other one will say the same thing. Yeah, can't... just to piss you off, because they can't be left out. You yeah. can't have the sibling having something that you've not had. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I mean I... so no, no, no. Do not, do not defend her in this. <laughs> she's in the wrong. You know, she's in the wrong. No, they not, go there to spend yeah. some time apart. And Zelda's going, this is what I'd like to do. And Hilda's going, no, this is what I want to do. Hilda, confederate Hilda, (laughs) is, uh, yeah, basically just trying to be a dick. Yeah, just trying to gag on everything that Zelda's doing. So, uh, yeah. No, I mean, how I saw it is just that they both have the same interests or whatever Zelda's interests. They don't have the same interests. When it comes to beauty. Zelda is a scientist. Hilda is a music teacher. Hilda sided with the Confederates. Yeah, yeah? they definitely don't have the same interests. <laughs> they do not have the same interests. It's, it's, maybe, it's, maybe not for human welfare, maybe. But... It's a central conceit of the sitcom that they're very different. But the treatment that they're bickering over <laughs> is a uh, it's a beehive honey dip where they're dipped into a, a human-sized beehive. Yeah, and, oh, what, what, what does it give you? What does it give you? It gives you real buzz. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie. I'd like a honey dip. Yeah, it sounds yeah. very nice. Sounds, sounds, sounds lovely. lovely. I mean, we have chocolate dips, mud dips. Yeah, why not a honey dip? Yeah, it's nice. Back home, and Amanda is yet again slaughtering Sabrina and Valerie, uh, but just at games-wise, that is. The doorbell goes yet again, and it's Harvey, who has come to whisk Sabrina off to that party we've yeah, heard so much about. The Kinkmeister. Yes. <laughs> Kink. Harvey Kink's here. And he, de- uh, Amanda demands to go, so much so that steam comes out of her ears. Uh, reminded me of Chris every time we see Sailor Man to the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> The steam thing. 
I wonder how they did that. They must have had some sort of contraption behind it. Yeah, yeah. Two kettles. You know, two kettles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. That, 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 that's all it is. We've heard so much about this party and Harvey wants to whisk Sabrina to it. Uh, but obviously she can't because she's, she's actually been responsible, which quite surprised me. I figured that she'd end up um, sort of going along and leaving Amanda to her own device. But no, no, but no. She, she actually is responsible and she says that she can't go. She's looking after Amanda. No, it's not her being responsible. It's her knowing that if she leaves Amanda in, in the mortal realm on her own for long enough it'll be world domination there'll be blood there'll be bodies they were, oh, oh yeah and there'll yeah. be no oh, hundred dollars yeah. at the end of it no. no so Sabs tells Harvey and Valerie to go as she must stay here Valerie asks Harvey if he can pretend that he's with her and if he can call her Cookie now is that with me as in yeah we're, we're together together you know holding hands kissy kissy or is it just the fact that she wants someone to be there with her so that they're a friend. I think it's together together because I think the whole call me cookie is pretend we're a cute couple yeah. with, with pet names for but each other. She, okay. But surely she'd be wanting to go to this party to, to meet a, a boy. Yeah, so. but you know, you know, you, you're that age, it's one of those you get seen with the cool guy, whether you're with them or not with yeah. them, and then it leads to other cool guys wanting to be with said person. Mm. Yeah, that's the. But what I don't understand is the call me cookie. Where the hell has Cookie come from? <laughs> Maybe her surname's Cook. We're talking of, uh, well, it, it's Burkhead. It's Bur- Burkhead? Yeah. Valerie Burkhead? Yeah. Oh, oh gets, God. Gets, no wonder she's got no friends. It gets worse for this poor woman. <laughs> Burkhead. <laughs> cookie, seriously. I mean, you know, Cookie, what? Is it because she's sweet? Yes. Maybe, yeah. Because she's sweet and a bit nutty. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we're going back to that joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, interesting, a bit of sort of continuity in our next episode. There's a bit of are they, aren't they, between Valerie and Harvey. Oh. Oh, so a bit of a oh, follow-on, maybe, this yeah. party. Oh. Yeah. What happened at this party? Was it a sex party? I don't know. It's yeah. A bit round about this time. It would be an S-Club party round about this time, wouldn't it? Uh, a little, few years A little, little before. Little, it, yeah. They'd be ahead of the curve if they had an S-Club party in uh, 1997. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the... Valerie and Harvey go off to this party and then Sabrina utters the most idiotic thing she could possibly say. She says, don't you have a doll you can play with? And before she can remember the last time she was transformed into a doll, she's transformed into a doll and forced to play with Amanda. Damn. Damn. Well, well, it was bound to happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She's got short-term memory when it comes to I've met this girl twice, and the last time, what did she do? I can't remember anything. Oh, yeah, I was put in a jar, and I was a few inches high. I suppose, but, I mean, she's waited a while before saying this. She's sort of, it's like a moment of exasperation. Don't you have a doll you have to play with? You're the doll, Sabrina. Yeah, so Sabrina's... You are always the doll, Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's our doll, isn't she? So Sabrina is transformed into a doll, and Amanda is taking her upstairs to play with her. She's feeding her and Salem tea and crumpets. Salem says he has it worse because he's forced to wear pantaloons. I mean, anyone who's forced to wear pantaloons is a tragic well, tale, isn't it? Well, I've been forced to wear pantaloons on stage. Oh, of course, yeah. And yeah. Harvey... Wore pantaloons? Yeah, yeah Harvey too. wore pantaloons he in did, yeah. Troll, Troll Bride. Yeah, yeah. so that it's it's a theme. There's pantaloons are not uh, yeah. not liked amongst the cast and crew, are they? No. Yeah, no. Sabrina asks Amanda to transform her back so she can get her to bed. But she says she's not going to bed. And her and Salem are going to play together all night. Naturally, he sobs. <laughs> really desperate. Sabrina gets locked away in the toy box where she meets more of Amanda's victims, all transformed into toys, one of which is an ice cream truck driver called Ralphie. Yes. So we meet him, he's got a 
hug me yeah, he's, he's, he's a big old teddy bear but the, the, the ironic thing is he's really grouchy and he's, he's, he doesn't like to be touched he says it's just yeah, an accessory yeah. I, 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 uh, I personally uh, felt a connection with uh, Ralphie the, yeah, uh, very sort of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I liked. You were an ice cream driver once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, our, our sworn enemy is an ice cream driver. <laughs> oh god, yeah. yeah. The, the, the the villain of this podcast. You don't you don't hear him much, but uh, is an ice cream man named Matt who um, always plays his uh, tune. It's between quarter past two and half past two when we record this podcast. Yeah, uh, well, we don't record a podcast in fifteen minutes, but as in <laughs> during that time, he normally strikes twice. Yes. Yeah, bastard. Wanker. <laughs> so, so we've already we can relate to this because we also sort of hate ice cream man. Um, we've also got a, uh, a returning Donna De Erico as a Barbie doll. She used to be Amanda's hairdresser, so she's got uh, now she's got felt tip and paint in her hair. Yeah, as, as all as all Barbies owned by very young girls do. Yes, and finally we got Doctor Rafkin, who is a former dentist turned action figure, who's. Um, only abilities to sleep 18 hours a day. What does the M stand for, though, on his chest? Yeah. If he if he sleeps for 18 hours a day, what's it, what is it, what's his superhero name that begins with an M? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, mouth man. He's a dentist. But the, yeah, the irony with him is that obviously, yeah, he's a, he's a superhero. And he's got this big muscle suit on, but he's like a hypochondriac and uh, sort of a. a a dweeb, basically. Yeah, he's too yeah. tired to carry his own muscles. Like, yeah. yeah, he can't support himself. So that's that's our range of uh, toys that, uh, well, they are real humans from the other realm that have been transformed into playthings. Back at the Celestial Body Spa, and a couple of Celestial Bodies are reminiscing about their honey bee dip treatments. Hilda says, It's just a pity that my bee was such a talker. He kept droning on and on. <laughs> Zelda says, my bee was a real name dropper. The queen this, the queen that. <laughs> bee humour. <laughs> oh, we. Oh, cool. I was only saying to you, I think, the other day, like, you know what, I wish there were more bee gags. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean we, we, we've been through the years. I mean, bees have grown in size, you know. Bees this, bees that. We love the bees, save the bees. We even had a bee movie. We did. We, 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 need, to, we need to keep talking about the bees. Yeah, because yeah. they've got a great sense of humour. Yeah, they really do. They really do. I enjoyed bee humour. Yeah, lot. and of course, we've seen that uh, that documentary, The Happening. That was all about the bees, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I um, thought it was about the trees. I don't know, it was about everything, wasn't it? Fucking nothing. Everything and nothing. Everything and nothing. <laughs> Damn you, M. Night Shyamalan! <laughs> Of course, these are not the same bees that are in like the Wicker Man. Obviously. No, they're, they're, those are bad bees. Yeah, bad. those are bad bees. Well, no, they're not bad bees. The tortured bees. They don't know any better. So the bees, the bees are yeah, bees are made to carry out the yeah. bidding of yeah. yeah, exactly. So no, we've got nice bees, just a bit chatty and name dropping. You know, as as we've all come to know bees to be, the hunky or you know erotic porn actor receptionist walks over to them. His name's Orion. Orion, yes, because yes. celestial bodies. You yeah, see, I and know. Stop, uh, Orion. He doesn't have like a funky belt though, does he? He no. doesn't. No, the galaxy's hey. not on it, is it? No. Oh, uh, Men in Black, you. <laughs> uh, so the hunky receptionist walks over to them, apologising once again for the room mix-up, but he has some uplifting news. It turns out that Madame Epidermis, the galaxy's most famous facial masseuse, has a cancellation. You say Madame Epidermis. Dermis is her surname. Epi is her first name. Epidermis. Epidermis. Skin. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, baby. When's it gonna end? I mean, I mean, we were only talking the other day. I mean, I wish there was more skin humour. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah the world today. Oh, I mean, there's so many things you could talk about. Here. Dry, moisturising, 
saw. <laughs> yeah. And, and there was, you know, the skin movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Wasn't there happening about skin? <laughs> was, I yeah. thought that was about trees. <laughs> it was about everything and nothing, wasn't it? <laughs> Damn you, M. Night Shyamalan. That's like it was Stuart Lee. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Except much worse. <laughs> what a fucking bunch of balance we are. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Getting back on track, uh, Madame Epidermis is the galaxy's most famous facial masseuse and she's got a cancellation. A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, apparently, to make your face literally feel like a baby's butt. Or well, say, this facial will give you baby butt skin. Yes. Of course, Hilda says my favourite line is, I want a baby butt face. That's... I'm not going to lie, I don't want a baby butt face. Oh. No. Covered in no. fucking feces in a nappy, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine if that was the treatment? Imagine having nappy rash on your face. <laughs> oh. Man. Exactly. Ouch. Yeah, it's not nice. Oh. So, as we say, this treatment, you have to book it 50 years in advance, but there's a space opening, so they have to fight over it I guess because there's only one space open they both want it but they decide to both be miserable instead because they don't want to uh, don't be to resent each other do they if no. one of them goes for it the other one will hate each other and vice versa so it, it's, oh, it's, well. it's, it's a compromise yes. it is it it's is. a compromise and it makes it, it's a fair compromise oh exactly if there's yeah. only one and there's two of you no one has it fair yeah. dues it's, it's one of life's tough decisions but it's it's the best one yes. yeah yeah Back in the toy box, and Sabrina is trying to remain optimistic by plotting her escape, which amuses the rest of the toys. Don't they say, like, oh, the new ones are always so yeah. optimistic? Yeah, but it's one of those moments. If I got shrunk into a doll and got put into a into a box with a bunch of other dolls that had told me that they have tried everything to escape, I'd just be like, yeah, fair enough, okay. Yeah, well, she, she shouts... Accept your fate. May as well. <laughs> just just live life how you are, just as so a toy. Live you know. life as a doll. You can dub her doll parts by hole uh, underneath this, by the way. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, there, there are some upsides to being a doll. Yeah. No bodily functions to have to worry about. No, that's true. A lovely, smooth, non-existent genitalia. Yeah. Um, just, just a much simpler existence. Yeah, I mean, she she's already lost her shoe because as a doll, she's never going to have both her shoes. That's true. Yeah, yeah, um, very true. Her, I can't remember we get some doll humour later on. Her eyes literally roll to the back of her head. She yeah, she like the lights on her back and thinks she's blind because yeah, yeah, sleep. But you, it's just that she's not used to her doll eyes. We yeah, roll back. Yeah, yeah, roll yeah, back. Sure. She's got rubber hair, so she's Oof. not going to have any sort of brain injuries. I guess, no, yeah. you know, that's really that. That is a big positive. That is the amount of times that I walk into things straight with my head. Mm. You know. Yeah. And you're trapped in a room with Donna and Erico, and they're absolutely worse positions to be in. Yeah, they are funny. They're funny people to uh, be sharing yeah, your time yes. with. I, yeah. would say. I feel like you could create your own sitcom around just the toy box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. Pitch it. We'll write it. In the toy box, Sabrina shouts to Amanda, who opens the box, miffed that she's interrupting her game of giddy-up with Salem. Which is worrying to begin with. <laughs> yes. Maybe he's transformed into a panther again. Maybe. Good grief. Who is it? He shouts. Please, someone feed me poison! <laughs> Which is one of the most darkly hilarious Salem lines we've had so far. <laughs> we Brilliant. love Salem. Oh, we love man. Salem so much. Someone kill him so we can just end this torture. Uh, she shuts the lid to a toy box and resorts to flinging Salem off a crocodile seesaw. Obviously, the, the flinging off is some sort of effect, but there was a good few seconds where Emily Hart is on one is one end of the seesaw, and an actual cat is on the other side of the cat. He just he just sits there, just going up and down. You know how cats hate like movement that's out of their control, and he's just he's just sat there on the seesaw, just it's, it's, getting on with it. I personally, as a cat owner, 
Yeah. I, there is no way in hell that my cat would do that. As soon as you move like a little bit yeah. of your leg once they're comfy, that's it. He's off. But at the same time, my head's going to, right, what the fuck is on those bars on that seesaw? Is it something to keep him there? And two, have they given this cat something? Or is it just ridiculously well-trained? Yeah, have they? very, very good. I mean, we get another instance of it being really yeah. well looked after. But so far, another gold star for yeah. this, this cat. I must but we need to find out this cat's name, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting... I, I want to pay tribute to the cat. <laughs> He's probably no longer with us, with the, ta- no, with yeah, the time but- frame, but he... He should have won an Emmy, <laughs> or, really she, or she, or she could have won we an Emmy. Know. We haven't yeah. got. I want to know this cat's name. Uh, and as well, like you just see, I pause the frame so they it's real cat, and then just as she's about to step on it, yeah, fake cat. You, I mean, the arsehole gives it away. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Sabrina is feeling desperate, and just as things couldn't possibly get any worse, they do. As Quizmaster Albert rocks up to give her a task as part of her witch's license, she must get everyone out of the box by herself. And I just wanted to bring something up. This we discussed when we first were introduced to the Quizmaster. Can he see what Sabrina is doing? Because all of his quiz questions are based on what she's currently doing at that time. He says he picks the most inconvenient times possible to quiz her, and it just happens that his task is based on what she ended up causing. He always knows just when to appear. Yeah. yeah. So he must have some sort of way of keeping tabs on Sabs. I, I, I have a different theory. Okay. Because um, I don't like this idea that he's constantly watching her. No, you know, it's weird. It's weird. So I'm going with this whole, in the other realm, quiz masters, because I'm assuming there's not just one of them. Oh, there'll be, yeah, yeah, there'll, there'll be like, actually, yeah, yeah, there'll be a few of them. Like, you know, like teachers. There's yeah. Loads of them. Um, they have some way of knowing, of seeing into the future to see when the most inopportune time to give a quiz is. Okay. So it's not necessarily that they're always watching, but they are. They have been able to pinpoint on a timeline when is the most inopportune time for this person to get a quiz. That's quite possibly true. Yeah, I mean, we don't want to dwell too much talking about time and space because, God, we've made, oh, yeah, we've made we, a meal out of it yeah, yeah, many yeah, times yeah. before. Yeah. We've ruined our brains talking <laughs> about it before. So, but it, it's, it's a, that's a very good theory. It, so, sure. in theory, in, in this instance, without going in-depth, things are set. Not all things are set, but some things are set. Some events are unavoidable. Yeah. And that's what the quiz masters see. Okay. Done. And we do know that they do have a degree of future seeing technology in the other realm. It's come up before with uh, the um, little uh, gizmo that she bought, which oh, yes, predicted yeah. a test result. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, no, that's very interesting. So I mean, if you've got any ideas of what you think the quiz master is like, do let us know because it's I think it's quite an interesting topic. Can he see? Can he spy on her? Can he monitor what she's doing at that time, or can he see in the future? And, pinpoint when to pop up. Also, Alimi Ballard, if you're listening, what do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag answers. That's what we want. Back at the spa and Hilda and Zelda seem to be getting on again. Zelda has bought herself some delightful daisy shoesies and is even cool enough to not be disgusted in Hilda's rustling. I don't know what she's opening. She's rustling something and this is when they say, you know what, you've not annoyed me for ages. No, I'm not annoyed by whatever you're doing. This spa break was a good idea, they say. Which is nice. Hilda says she's going to go for a walk, but it's a little miffed that Zelda wants to have a nap instead. She seems like... I think it probably suggests what you were on about, Chris, saying that she does perhaps like to follow hmm. Zelda around. Yeah. She's a, she's her older sister, by a few hundred years, her older sister, but 
you know, she wants to follow her around. It's the bit. rumblings of discontentment as well, showing that even though they're not uh, sort of bickering at the moment, it's it's coming. It's, oh boy, is it coming. So, uh, so Zelda goes to have a nap instead and Hilda goes for a walk. The mini barman tries to offer her the perfect sleep aid, but Zelda just throws a pillow at him to knock him out. Which was a great effect as well. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I'm just... I still love this mini bar. <laughs> yes, I still it's, love it's the mini bar. So many possibilities. I uh, know. I wonder if there's a community of mini sort of workplaces. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the toy box, and Sabrina is trying to rally the toy troops to make an escape plan. And eventually we get our first fixer-upper montage of the show. Whoa, 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 whoa. The quizmaster said that she had to do it by herself. She's getting help while you're the toys. Not, not do it by herself. She had to... It's up to her I guess, to get them out of there, she said. Yeah. So oh. if, if that is so encouraging up, them... If she comes up with the plan and sort of motivates and we can get out of this, or it's not lost, then I guess it's her sort of instigation. Okay, I'll accept. Yes. <clears> so <throat> so it's, it's her idea to uh, try and get them out by this means. She's rallied the troops because they're not the most helpful and, uh, well, optimistic people. No. So she rallies them all Ralphie's together. Ralphie's optimistic... Just in a pessimistic way. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. We'll take that. So we get our first fixer-upper montage, which is nice, and they seem to make a jack-in-the-box outside of the actual big toy box, and Amanda is on the hunt for Salem, so she can play Kitty Hospital with a fucking giant swab to go somewhere. Well, traditionally, you use those... Uh, so we call them cotton buds, swabs. I believe Americans, you call them Q-tips. Yes. Yes. Um... You, you know, you clean out your ears. That's what we do. With that's them, what yeah. we do with them. But um, that's what Amanda says that she wants to do. But as we know, Puppet Salem has an arsehole. Also, she makes this Q-tip, uh, cottonwood, whatever you call it, uh, so big that well, it probably couldn't fit in any orifice on a cat. Certainly not an ear hole. Yeah, um, Salem is hiding in... Oh, this was amazing. <laughs> is he hiding in the pocket of a coat, is he? No, in no, no. Bag. He's in the bag. <laughs> the, cat, hiding... the cat is in the bag. Yeah, the cat is in the bag. He's hiding... He's securely in the bag. The cat is in the bag. He's hiding um, inside a bag, um, which is hung on the doorframe of the uh, of the closet. And so she looks inside the closet, and he's actually just on the door behind her. Again, the cat perfectly just fine with just being in this bag with this, on this moving door. So yeah, completely I, docile and awesome. Yeah. I am starting to think, Chris, that tranquilizers uh, are used. That yeah, something has been given to this to this kitty to to, to make him so docile. Possibly. Catamin. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Jesus. God, it's been a while since I made a gag like that. So Graham yeah. had to uh, had to sort of pick up the pace. We've been but... making gags like that all through this episode. <laughs> oh, so we've got uh, we've got Salem hiding in the bag, and um, oh, it was just saying that as well. This bit of a weird thing to say is is that I mean, it plays in effect what happens shortly after. But Amanda keeps saying she likes things big. Bigger is better. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, she makes a giant swab. And, and boy, does her obsession with bigness uh, come back to haunt her. She does, as this toy box that they've made, this jack-in-the-box, sorry, uh, she takes it out of the box, and she's gone, of course, bigger is better. So she transforms this giant uh, jack-in-the-box and starts winding it. And who should pop out of it? Not Jack, but Sabrina. Yeah. And she uses her magic to put, like, a... It's, it's a finger a chi- trap. Yeah, a Chinese finger trap. Yes. Yeah. So she can't use her magic, and Amanda is deemed... Um, I guess tranquilizers that she's yeah she's immobilized yeah she's she incapacitated it's almost yeah she's immobilized like if you put a big uh, net in a uh, <laughs> tube around her maybe that's what David Hasselhoff should have used yeah just yeah yeah, yeah. 
a giant swab and a, and a Chinese <laughs> finger trap to take but down. I, I, I have to I have to say for um, Sabrina's ingenuity, she lifted straight from the Greeks. You know. The Trojan horse. Trojan, yeah. Trojan yeah. Yeah. Box, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trojan Jack in the box. Yeah, so not only is she getting everyone out of the toy box, but she's she's showing that she's learning stuff in school. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's using magic. And Combining her magic education and her mortal education. Isn't it beautiful? A- Amanda doesn't know that. She doesn't go to mortal school. She doesn't learn normal mortal school. No, why, why would Amanda know anything about the Greeks? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So, oh, that's good. So, well done, Sabs, on using your intellect and your magic. And the other person that is uh, sort of congratulative of her, she's very happy, is Quizmaster Albert, who says she's passed with flying colours... And, yeah, it's kind of on to the next test sometime I, in the future, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I mean, usually the Quizmaster Albert sort of strikes in and strikes out. This time he just ran behind the box. Did anyone else notice <laughs> that? The music went... <laughs> and he like just Jesus. sort of... But he did. Scurried behind the box. <laughs> it wasn't a cool sort of twist and... Ow! He's out. It, it, it was just... It was, oh, oh, yep. Oh, <laughs> how you doing? It, it was, well, I think it was one of those moments where um, the people in post-production just couldn't be asked taking him out. And he was told on the set, just, oh yeah, when you do your life, then just run behind the box so you're out yeah. of the way. So we'll, we'll fix it in post. And they just didn't fix just it in post. <laughs> At the spa, and it looks like someone has had one of those super duper facials. That You know, the one that uh, you had to book 50 years in advance, but there was one space available. And um, so Hilda is gone in to have a look if she could get that space that was available. But she notices this, um, this person getting them. She walks closer to the body and she recognises... Um, what is it she recognises on the... Daisy Shoeses. Daisy Shoeses. The Daisy Shoeses. And who had these Daisy Shoeses? Well, I believe Zelda did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Zelda did. But then again, they bought them at a shop, at a spa hotel, where <laughs> anyone could have bought <laughs> Daisy Shoeses. That's very, very true. No, no, it could, they could have been anyone's. But no, I recognise those Daisy Shoeses. Zelda! No, it's like, I recognise those Daisy Shoeses. Uh, Zelda bought some. All right. But it's not Zelda, though, underneath the towel. No, it's it's a shop mannequin. Well, 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 well fuck me. This was like a scene out of Face Off. Th- 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 this scene, though, like... I mean, it, with the day's studios, I guess she's like, that's Zelda, isn't it? And then she... But, but what finally gives away that it's Zelda, because as you say, other people could have bought the Daisy shoes, is what finally gives away that it's Zelda is Zelda's face <laughs> on a washing line! On a washing line! So, yeah, um, Zelda's face is on a washing line, and, well, it's, it's like a sort of mask which vaguely resembles Beth Broderick, and they superimpose their actual face yeah. on to talk to Hilda. Oh, it was fucking creepy Horrible, isn't shit. it? It was horrid. Creepier than Zelda's face on a washing line, though, is this... The other face I, I don't know. If, I don't know if it is Beth Broderick or whether it's somebody else. But yeah, somebody it was, it was, yeah has been forced to, to wear some sort of like it's almost like a morph suit type you know deal um, like over their over their face. So they've just got a weird sort of like outline of a face. There is a French horror film. I don't know what it's called, but there is a French horror film from like the fifties, I think, about a uh, crazy like scientist where his uh, daughter gets disfigured in some way, and he basically is trying to remove the face from beautiful young women to sort of oh, wow. put them oh, on his daughter's geez. face. And in the meantime, his daughter has this sort of weird like mask on, which sort of is vaguely approximates a face, but doesn't look like one. It really reminded me of that. It was oh, wow. essentially well, that. It, I was going to say, it's, I, I was going to make reference something to Pan's Labyrinth, some aspects in Pan's it was, Labyrinth. Yeah, it was yeah, quite Pan's Labyrinth yeah, as well. Yeah. It was just, it was this very sick sort of, 
I don't even slender manish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, non face face. It was. I, was, I mean, before <laughs> we even see this, I forgot to mention that, that you know we see that someone is getting one of these facials because there is a rubbery face mask getting scrubbed. It's going oh, through yeah. a, 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 a mangle. Yeah, mangle. Going through a mangle. It's getting fucking on a washboard. Let me put it to this way: if that, if that, if if it was an actual treatment of someone's face, I would not want my face subjected to what I put my jumpers through. Does, does removing the face? Mean you by, by removing the face or destroying the brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so does removing the face mean you're exempt from any pain that's going to it? I would hope so. I definitely. Yeah, but there would be some residual pain. I mean, you, you get a bruise or you 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 stub your toe. You feel it for a little while after. You know, if this is getting scrubbed and fucking smashed with rocks or whatever, you're gonna Ooh. feel that later on. Well, we don't know how these magic treatments work, but either way. Body horror. Body <laughs> horror in the in the kids' sitcom. No thanks. <laughs> and obviously Hilda is horrified that uh, Zelda went behind her back, but then Zelda's horrified that Hilda was going to try and get it anyway. And we're all horrified that Zelda has no face. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, what's scary is, I mean, I don't know why Hilda isn't scared about it. We certainly were. She's talking to Zelda's face hung up on a washing line, but there's also a faceless body doing her actions, and she's caught in the middle of this sort of horrible, like... Menage a trois of horror, like. Well, it's... what is worse is afterwards when does Hilda pull Zelda's face down off the line? Or yeah, something? oh yeah, throws yeah, yeah. it. Zelda's Zelda's face ends up on the floor anyway, so Zelda's face has to guide faceless Zelda to find her own face, and then when she comes back into um, you know normal realm to uh, the Spellman House. It's not actually. There's not actually any evidence of it. It's just Beth Broderick as she normally is. But Sabrina tells her. Oh no, there was a bit of prosthetic. Oh, was there a bit of prosthetic? Yeah, 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 yeah. Any, uh, yeah, that you've got some skin hanging off your face. And she's so normalised. Oh, there's a bit of your cheek hanging off. And it is, and it's horrible. It's like this. I mean, what would have been scary is if her face was upside down. But I don't know. No, what would have been scary is if it goes. Oh, a bit of your cheeks uh, coming off there. <laughs> 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 or, or more like like one of those sort of sticky window toys that you throw. Uh, a face kind of just folds <laughs> over itself and rolls off oh, the face. Oh, oh. Oh. What I don't understand though, right, is you, the, right, chaps. This is your face, yeah, yeah. This is your face. Well, actually, that's your face. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your face, yeah. So, quick question: Why the fuck did the face have the eyes and the teeth? Yeah, it shouldn't have teeth, should it? It shouldn't have teeth. It shouldn't have the eyes either. It That'd should be just be eyeballs. Scary. A mannequin with teeth. No, no, no teeth, yeah, teeth the mannequin should, <laughs> should have teeth and eyes. Oh. And then the skin should be over there. The skin shouldn't have the eyes and the teeth. Oh. oh. <laughs> this is horrible. Can we stop talking about it? I am not going to <laughs> sleep tonight. Let's get out of Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> back onto this now. I kind of want to stay in Pan's Labyrinth. This is more fun. Man, I am not going to sleep tonight. Uh, back home, and the dentist is all back to normal. As we see, he's been transformed from the superhero back to how he was before and he continues the fight against gingivitis rather than evil villains he says uh, he hangs around a little bit in hopes of asking Donna de Erico out on a date but she can't stand the sight of him and he's visibly very upset about it <laughs> well it's also very understandable uh, yeah obviously finally it's Ralphie's turn and he's all back to normal still miserable and totally against hugs Hilda and Zelda arrive home and they refuse to talk to each other, or anyone for that matter, especially seeing that, as we said, part of Zelda's cheek is hanging off. <laughs> the credits roll, and Elder and Zelda are writing apologies to each other, agreeing that they should still spend some time apart. But Hilda just wants to be with her sister all the time. 
Just me? Yeah, just you. Yeah. Meanwhile, Amanda is locked away in the toy box, demanding some water to drink. So Sabs pours a glass of water over. Yeah, thank you. She... Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I do love a happy ending, Salem says. Yes. So great. So that happy ending is drowning her cousin in a glass of water. I think that is a very, very fair response yeah. to the situation. <laughs> Utterly deserved. <laughs> So there we go, that is at the end of episode uh, five. Uh, we finally got there, obviously, amidst all the gags and stupid things we were saying. <laughs> We've made it, we got to the end of a doll's story. Uh, Graham, first of all, did you enjoy this episode talking about it? Well, the thing that's in my mind now is the body horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I which, which would lead me to think, no, it traumatised <laughs> yeah. me. But aside from that, um, it, was, it was a very funny episode. They, as always, as always, Phil, they made the most of, you know, sort of a, a magical situation. You know, I thought all, all three of the doll characters, particularly Ralphie, were, were very funny. And, uh, you know, added a lot. Amanda is brilliantly annoying. She oh, is yes. actually, you know, um, Emily Hart is, or was at the time, a very good uh, child uh, actress, it does have to be said. Um, and, yeah, I thought most most of the spa stuff that didn't involve people's faces coming off was, uh, <laughs> was fun. There were some good jokes there. So, yeah, all in all, yet another... Strong episode here in season two. Yes. Uh, Chris, do you agree with things Graham says? Very strong episode. Said, uh, Did what it said on the tin. Uh, I've got absolutely no qualms. And we didn't mention this, but I got to see Beth Broderick in a swimsuit. So you I did, was happy. You did, didn't I, you? Was, I was very happy. Despite then later seeing her with no face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> Take what you can get. Take what you can yeah, get. An instant mood killer, that isn't it? Good. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with what you said, Grave. I think yeah, just making the, the most of situations. Like, I mean, who would have thought Hilda and Zelda just going off to a, a magical spa could be so ridiculous and silly yeah. and terrifying at that? Uh, but no, yeah, I think a very good episode. Lots of uh, gags, very clever uh, one-liners and uh, yeah I think the whole cast were really good particularly as you say Emily Hart who is excruciatingly painful to watch but really enjoyable all the yeah. same so I mean it's no good just saying how we find the episode uh, though we are traumatised we are willing to uh, to find out what Chris found this episode to be he is our rank master so each episode he tells us how good he is I'm going to go with this was this was a very solid episode well, and obviously when I use the term solid, that usually puts it uh, at a five. However, solid episode with good gags, with some horror, and uh, a fair, uh, uh, as you said, uh, a fair few cracking one-liners. So I'm going to rank this one at a uh, 6.5 of Madame Epidermis's House of a Thousand Faces. <laughs> Okay, so 6.5 Madame Epidemus' House of a Thousand Faces. Uh, um, I, I, I'm going to go a little up from Chris, as I, as I often tend to. I'm going to go with 7. Okay. I will agree with you, Graham. I mm-hmm. think 7 is a, is a good sort of score for this episode. So I, too, with Graham, go for 7. Uh, Madame Epidemus' uh, House, House of, of a Thousand, thousand Faces. faces. <laughs> Boys, would you like to know what the next episode is called? Yes, please. Okay, well, this is, this is going to be a tricky one. <clears throat> it's called Sabrina the Teenage Boy. 
Oh, for fuck's sake, not oh. a gender swap. Oh, well, yeah, we'll, we'll wonder what this is about. Oh, heavens above, well, whatever yeah. will we expect? I mean, we don't know the context, but evidently Sabrina's going oh. to be a boy in this <laughs> episode. It's like absolutely everything at some point or another. I'm pretty sure Amanda Bynes has done about ten films where she's done a gender swap role yeah. thing. Okay, so a slightly different question then. Why do you think she turns herself into a boy? Well, magic! <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, okay. Logic dictates that obviously from a previous episode we've seen Sabs and Harv take a break. So perhaps this is Sabrina's way of trying to find out more about what is happening in Harv's yeah. uh, life and therefore turns herself into a boy, joins the football team, ends up being better at sport than Harvey, and then lo and behold finds out that Harvey misses Sabrina. Sabrina then turns back into a girl and they have a wonderful kiss at the end of the episode. Couldn't have done better than that to be honest. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it kind of relates to something I, I briefly mentioned earlier in the episode. So Sabrina turns herself into a boy to hang out with Harvey and the guys. However, her infiltration leads her to suspect something is going on between Harvey and Valerie. Ah. Oh. So she goes to see if mm, what happens here and finally just like we had the uh, the sexual awakening of of Jenny in uh, the last season yeah. oh, we yeah. get to see the sexual exploration of Valerie Burkhead oh right okay I don't think I want to watch that <laughs> <laughs> so see how she explores the world of exciting sex in next week's episode Sabrina the teenage boy uh, thank you very much from me Phil Dean for listening to our latest episode we've definitely had a hoot uh, thank you very much to my colleague to the left of me Mr. Graham Rowley thank you Graham yeah, you're welcome and thank you to my colleague to the right Mr. Chris Evans it has been my pleasure sir I doff my cap to you not your face <laughs> <laughs> afternoon <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud Stitcher Radio or iTunes please leave us a comment or a review your support means we get more listeners and it means our hard work is not going to waste and we can look at ourselves in the mirror if you want to contact us or keep up to date with our episodes you can follow us on Twitter at Sabrina Watch and you can find us on Facebook, just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch, and there we shall be. And thank you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be, be magic. magic.